Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this episode is Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Becky. Um, so we are going to dabble in an Amazon Top 100 author that we've never featured before. Okay. I think she's, I think this book was in the Top 100, which is why I said, hey, maybe we should read it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't check the charts. <laughs> Way to pay attention. Way to pay attention, I Jenny. I just read what you tell me to. Um, so, on, and sometimes that works to my favor. I'm not sure it did this time. Yeah. So on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we're reviewing The Summer I Saved You by Elizabeth O'Rourke. This is book two in the summer series. We'll link the synopsis of this book on our on-the-shelf show notes at buzzingaboutromance.com. I did do a Should You Read It review on The Summer We Fell over on Patreon. Um, I obviously read The Summer I Fell or the summer we fell and you listened to the should you read it and then read this book right because i started reading the first one and then i was like what okay um and then i listened to your should you read it and i was like i think i'm good and moved on to this yeah one. um these are very loosely loosely connected like, books like extremely loose like and I actually found that a little annoying. This is the second series that I've had that happen to me recently where it was very loosely connected. I don't know why you're calling it a series. Like, it's just like a name drop. Like, it is no way affecting the plot of this book at all. We don't even see any characters from the first book in this book. We get a location okay. that's the same. Okay, because I, like, obviously I didn't finish the first book, so I was like, maybe they were, like, later on in the book? Okay. Nope. So Would... they just... Nope. The beach house at the end that they go to where they teach the kids to surf. That location, they talk about the friend they shared. Okay. But that's it. That's it? The water. Okay. Some water. <laughs> um, so the release date for this book was September 14th of 2023 tropes he is her boss I put that they're childhood friends but I think they were more childhood neighbors I agree um, co-workers close proximity damaged hero like <laughs> yeah, he's got some stuff to unpack he's got enough baggage to like fill the plane people um, they are neighbors now, even as grownups, which I did kind of like that setup. So the house, the fact that they're neighbors, it's a house that her great aunt used to own and left her in her will. And the house he's living in, he recently bought back and it was the house his mother had bought for their family that was supposed to be kind of like their escape, their summer getaway. So the dad would stop working all the time. Right. And yeah, he's renovating it too. Yeah. And kind of like fulfill his mom's dreams. And there was some parallels to his backstory and to how he was raised. Um, he was the son of a workaholic and he himself is a workaholic. It's, he avoids his problems at all costs. By working. 
Um, he's a little bit of a possessive alpha hero, which I don't feel made a lot of sense in this book. I would agree. Like, dude, you haven't like put a label on anything. Like, like nothing. It, it was weird. <laughs> she is a single mom. So it's a single parent romance. The series is the summer series. These are complete standalones. Put out percentage was 51%. I didn't say it was a slow burn. But I think that's because of the timeline. It wasn't actually a slow burn in the scheme of the timeline that the book covers. Right. It moves like, yeah, time-wise, it moves very quickly. Um, the audiobook narrators are Samantha Brentmore and Robert Hatchett. Um, and is there a third act breakup? There is. Okay, so this was troublesome for me. And I need to say, I do not have any triggers or content warnings. Like, I have none. I'm a pretty, like, whatever, I can handle it, right? I read all the bonkers. Yes, you are. Um, So the author in this book did not have a page of content or trigger warnings. Oh, she did not, did she? No, Mm -hmm. and there's some fairly heavy shit in this yeah, book. Yeah, some of it just kind of like pops up like, oh, well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there's deals with issues of abandonment, cycle of emotional and mental abuse, death of a child, and addiction. So like, wow. How do you not put even <laughs> like, and I don't know, there might have been an author's note, but I do not think that there was. I don't think there was either. I'm going to have to go back and look, but yeah, I don't think there was. There wasn't. So I feel like as we start this book, we kind of get off on the bad foot just from that aspect. Um, So let's talk about our heroine, Lucy. I like how the author did do the prologue. In my previous book that I had read by this author, she did alternating timelines. Like one chapter was present day, one chapter was flashback. And I hated that. I am not a fan. Yeah. That was part of the reason I struggled with it. Because I was like, what is going on? Like, yeah. I feel like every time an author does alternating timelines like that, it jars us out of the moment of the book. It dilutes the chemistry and makes it very hard to, like, believe in the HEA and to stay engaged. I would agree. Like, I'm usually pretty, like, good with, like, flashbacks. But, yes, like, when it's half the book is previous and half the book is now it's very very well very difficult the previous book was single point of view this book was dual point of view but it was definitely helpful it was definitely heavier in her point of view than his point of view yes because there were a couple moments where so our hero's name is caleb and our heroine's name is lucy There are a couple times in this book where I really would have liked to have known what Caleb was thinking, particularly in some of these interactions with the children. And then when he takes the moments and he steps back from the children. Yes, which would make much more sense, like in his character arc to know that. Because this is I think these are the holes that made his character fall flat. Yeah, yes. Like, was it fear that he wouldn't be good enough? Was it fear of potential harm because of what happened with the loss of his own child? Like, what, what, 
what was it that had you one moment you were making connections with these kids, you were being in their lives. And then all of a sudden, because you sleep with the mom, you're like taking yourself out of the equation. Right. Because like, as you're talking, like my first instinct was that like, he didn't want to get attached because he doesn't want the heartache. Like he's being selfish and thinking of himself, not of the children. But then he, but we don't know, but we don't know because we never got that. But he did other things that made you think that he was okay with the attachment, particularly. Right. So Lucy, let's talk about Lucy real quick. Let's give a little brief. Lucy has left her husband of 10 years, I think. No, I think no. it's only like seven because they like got married because she got pregnant. pregnant. Okay. So, and Lucy's ex is a jackass. Yes. Emotionally abusive, very controlling, degrades Lucy at every opportunity. And Lucy buys into it because her mother, her mother had her as a single mom due to an affair and her wealthy father paid off her mother to go away with the baby. And Lucy never met her father. Right. She knows who he is, but it's never been acknowledged, never been acknowledged. And actually Caleb and Lucy's father work in the same industry. Right. What what is the industry? Tech. Tech. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to assume that it's like security, software security, that kind of thing. All right. Based on some of the things that they were talking about. And I'm going to assume that it's like, was very loose. And, and that's another writing thing. Like we knew that it was a Silicon Valley type job based on location and how close they were to San Francisco and being on the ocean. Like we knew that it was a Silicon Valley type job. But she never goes into detail, which is great because she can't get it wrong, but which also sucks because we don't understand the demands of the industry. Yes. Because I was like, I don't know what I don't know what he's doing flying all around the world. Like, I have no idea what's going on. You know, and it could have just been something as simple as software development. We do not know. I just can tell you that it's absolutely something tech based on a couple of the things that were said and, you know, location. Of where he's at. I mean, it could be an internet startup. Who knows? Um, so Lucy's left her husband of seven years. She has twin children, Henry and Sophie. And I venture to guess that Henry, undiagnosed on the spectrum, maybe? Yes. Um, you don't read the epilogue. It is in the epilogue. Okay. It's in the epilogue. Well, I was not invested enough in this to read the epilogue, <laughs> is all I'm saying. Um, Sophie's very outgoing, and Henry is having a lot of problems in school and Lucy's just kind of finally hit a wall the ex is incredibly controlling and mean and she's miserable and she decides to leave him with the kids and her only refuge is this cabin this house um on a lake that her great aunt left her right this is like the only thing she has right yeah and the great aunt is the great aunt or is the aunt to her father And it is a place that Lucy's mother would drop Lucy off to the aunt for the summers while the mother hoard around. I have no other words to call it other than that. (laughs) That summarizes it well. Um, And 
I think that one of the things that was really interesting in this book that if we had had a little bit more of a character arc would have been the similarities to each of their parents. So for Caleb, Caleb's successful business owner in the process of selling his company um, and taking on a bigger, more conglomerate type tech company. And um, he's invested and he doesn't want to spend any money. He just wants his company to be valuable because he wants to achieve the next um, piece in his in his career. And so he he is a workaholic. He works very hard. And in the midst of all of that, his ex in his drive for success, his um, ex-wife, which is not really his ex-wife. Nobody's actually divorced in this book. Right. And they have very similar stories when it comes to like the reason they got married, the reason they separated. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to spoil that, but his ex-wife, he ends up not being there for her in her time of need. And it deals with the loss of their baby and again it it felt rushed but then it was felt like glossed over yeah um and her story is next so um she's gonna be with his best best friend right which was which was (laughs) i don't deal with the awkwardness well it was like how's it How's this going to work? Yeah. Well, and there's a moment where the ex-wife, so the ex-wife has been dealing with some addiction, but she's not really the ex-wife. And she's kind of been on the lam for a year, running from him trying to serve her divorce papers. Right. Because she fled rehab. I don't know. So I, one of the things I will say that was good about the book is there was angst. The angst made sense. We just yep. needed more character development to help anchor the angst. I would agree. Because there's like agree. even a really weird, awkward scene with Lucy's husband, ex-husband that she's going to be separated from, and Caleb and all of Caleb's friends in a bar. Oh, yes. Yeah. It was really, it was like, okay, so maybe this will be a big moment. like, Right. But it's not. It's not. And there was a really dynamic moment that, like, so Lucy is not too stupid to live, but she has no strength of character. Right. Like, and some of that, yeah, it was, she is very, like, her confidence is very minimal because of the way she was raised, the relationship she was in. Um, But we don't really see it grow a whole bunch but she had an opportunity to stand up for herself to claim her own narrative you know to prove to her father who was this enigma that she really really wanted to show him that she was valuable there was this there were two moments in the book where she had the potential to claim the narrative and she doesn't. No, she, like, she attempts, maybe? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> she said, mm. like, the one in the hotel, she just goes um, 
back to up to the hotel room and has sex with Caleb. Yeah. Like he was right there on the stage and they and her father is manipulating things so that she is not recognized for her own hard work. She does not share the same last name with the father. But instead of like claiming her power and saying, I have value, fuck you, she goes upstairs and has sex with Caleb. This is true. I don't know. There were just little things that I just wanted more. And that's the thing. The book had a lot of like the stepping stones, the blocks, the building blocks for a really passionate, dynamic, emotional read. Yes. And I'm going to say this, but because I, I think this book was about 320 pages. That sounds about right. Yeah. 100 more pages. And I say that and I don't like overly long books. 100 more pages. And this could have really been like a dynamic read. Like it would have broke my heart. It would have built my soul. Like this would have been a book we were talking about as far as, gosh, you want a really dynamic emotional read that shows a woman's inner strength, you know, read the summer I saved you. Right. I would agree. And it, and those hundred pages could have like built up to the next book. Yeah. I, I don't know. Cause at the end of the day, I really just wanted to push both the adults, Lucy and Caleb in the lake and see if the shark ate that. <laughs> Not that there's a shark, but I wish there had been a shark. Freshwater sharks. I really wish there had been a shark to eat them Ooh. at some point because they made Might me bonkers. Helped. That's fair. Um, yeah. And it was very angsty. But it could have had angst for purpose. I mean, like, it was, I don't know. It's one of those books that you're just like, wait, don't, can't you give me more? Did you edit out yes. all the good stuff? Yes. You, yeah. You want just, just a little more detail, a little more resolution. Yeah. And so this is the second book I've kind of had these struggles with. So I'm going to assume that this is an author that's probably not for me. Which, and I've read some of her other books. Um, yeah, I would agree. I did have a moment where I wondered if this book had been labeled as category romance, would I have been, would my expectations have been different? So if this was 320 pages of mass market category, because when I read a category, I don't expect huge dynamics. I expect a well-written, fast-paced story. Okay. Yeah. So I wonder if this was labeled as category, like a Harlequin desire or Harlequin intrigue, if I would have felt different about it. And it, I mean, it is a solid book. It just, it could have been more. Yeah, it was well written, well edited. It just falls flat when we start looking at picking apart character development, story arcs. Pacing was fine on the book. Yes. I, I say that, but there were a couple of spaces that were rushed. Yeah, I can see that. And the side characters were well fleshed out, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. His best friend, Beck, the lawyer, right? Or Harrison. No, Beck. Yes, Harrison's the lawyer. Beck's the bar owner. Oh, yeah. Because Beck gets the next yeah. book with the ex-wife. Yeah. Um, 
I would I can't wait for Harrison's story. And it's gotta be right? his assistant, I think. Like, what the heck is going on here? I wanna know like and I think that was the thing. Like it again, it's a good book. It just wasn't enough to like like there wasn't I wanted more. I wanted yeah. more. I think it's a um, solid because I was three... like, what's going on over here? I think it's a solid three star. I yeah. just don't think it was dynamic enough to be more than that. I agree. Uh, but it wasn't the same as like your three star when it's a mac and cheese read. I would also agree. Because it there wasn't any comfort in it. There was a whole lot no. of discomfort. <laughs> There's, yeah. That is fair. It I, is. Uh, I kept going. Tuna huh? casserole. <laughs> yeah, it's like tuna noodle casserole. <laughs> peace yo yuck mm, I feel it in my mouth mm. <laughs> it was yeah it just is like it does the job it just doesn't do it well yes yes Um. yeah so that's I don't know I will probably like pick up the next book and like at least um see what, how it goes well, if you pick up the next book, we'll have to do a should you read it on it. So okay, let everybody know. <laughs> because this was better than book one. Yes. So this story was better than book one. So maybe she's one of those authors that she has to get her pacing into a series. Maybe like the last book I read from her was the first in the series. I enjoyed it not enough to continue reading the series. Um, I would not have put like you said at the beginning, I would not have put these books together in a series. Like they, like they feel like two different types of books. Well, and they're loosely connected to the Devil in Blue, the Surfer okay, so, series. Well, I read like the, I don't know. I read the first Devil book, whatever yeah. it was. So it's loosely connected to those because there's a hero in the Devil book that's like on the surfing circuit, the championship okay. surfing circuit. And he is friends with the hero from book one. Okay. Which is how we very loosely tie it to this book. Okay. Yeah. And the hero from book one in this book, the, the, the string that is holding this series together is the death of a college friend. Right. He jumped off a cliff and died. But there are rumors that the hero from book one murdered pushed him off the cliff right anyway you should listen to my should you read it that will tell you <laughs> all you need to know um and i will link the should you read it in our on the shelf show notes um so that you can find it over on patreon but you got to join patreon Fair. anyway um jenny thanks for hanging out with me and talking um the summer i saved you thanks for having me until next time, everyone, happy reading. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.